Welcome to the podcast Slagvännerna, Alexandros Panayi. Hello, lovely to be here. Lovely to have you here. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Um, here in Cyprus, in uh, home isolation, so you know, trying to keep my sanity at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know all about your experiences with Stifotia and Nomitsa, but first, you were backing vocal for Cyprus in 1989. Tell us yeah. about your first experience in Eurovision. Well, since I can remember, I've always really admired the Eurovision Song Contest and I always was super excited to uh, watch it every year. And most of us, we would uh, record it on tapes. I would actually put the mic on the TV and, and record the video clips that they would show like a month before the contest. And I would learn them all off by heart. And, you know, I would have dreams of me being on that stage. And then when finally, when I was 18 years old, the composer of the song Apopsias Vrathume came to me and said, uh, I would love to have you as a backing vocalist. I was so happy for anyone who, uh, who's been dreaming about this all their lives. And then suddenly they find themselves on the Eurovision stage at their first rehearsal. The atmosphere, even though the contest was a lot smaller I mean, as far as the stage was concerned and, and, and the audience in 1989, the atmosphere was just unbelievable. The attention we all got from the media. I remember we had uh, lovely gifts from, uh, from Switzerland, uh, chocolates and Swiss watches, and it was, it was just an unbelievable experience. I remember my favorite song that year was uh, Spain, Nina Nativa Paramar. When she was singing, we had to be on stage waiting for our turn to go on stage. So that moment will forever stay in my heart, being backstage, watching her from behind with her pink dress and bows and, and uh, that wonderful song and her big black curly hair. Yugoslavia won with Rock Me. That's uh, right. Were you surprised? Yeah, uh, we were all a little bit surprised. We all liked the song, but you know, we never thought that it would actually win. It was a big surprise for all of us. Surprises happen at Eurovision and in the less nowadays, actually. You were also backing for Cyprus in 91 with the fantastic song, in my opinion, SOS. one of my best friends so we had such a fantastic time 
plus we did really well. I remember uh, Italy uh, was an incredible experience. First, because of the songs. This was a very good year. And uh, it was the year of two of my absolute favorite songs in the Eurovision. from France and Amina yeah. and uh, yes and Lusitana Paixão with Dulce Pontes Ah, Portugal Yes uh, So these two songs were masterpieces that will forever stay in the history In 1989, we went to Switzerland. Switzerland, you know, it's the epitome of efficiency. So we were there, everything was ready, everything, you know, with the, by the second was our rehearsals, everything on time, perfect. And then Italy 91, <laughs> we arrived for our rehearsal and there are scaffoldings in the room. There's uh, technicians, you know, welding the balconies and, and, and banging about. And we had like hours of delay. Uh, it was very special. I, this is like a Eurovision that we'll, we'll never see again. Yeah. And I'm a very big Eurovision fan, and I love to see the old votings and stuff from the old years, but I can't see 91 because it's a, like a catastrophe <laughs> over the whole <laughs> yes, thing. Yes, yes. And just the, the stagings were also, you know, the, the, the set was just over the top, you know, Chinechita, whatever they found, they were putting it on stage and changing it every rehearsal. It was just, it was crazy, crazy. You competed in Eurovision first time as a solo artist in 95. Tell me about the dramatic Stifotia. The procedure was to go through a national final, a very uh, fresh national final that started in 1990, which was the first year that I actually sent a song in the national final. Yeah, the Pistevo. Yes, uh, which came third. Pistevo, It was the, the launch of my career, if you can have a career in Cyprus, you know, it's like <laughs> a very small market, so it's, uh, it's not a healthy market for music. So, yes, anyway, it was the beginning of my career, and uh, after having done Eurovision in 89 and coming third in the selection of 1990, I participated again in 1993 and again placed third. What was the name of the song in 93? It was called Yasena Trabudo. It was uh, written for my grandma. She had just passed away. She had actually raised me. That's uh, my daughter barking in the background. 
Yeah, so uh, it was a very good experience because I brought uh, a lot of my friends from the USA with me. Uh, my good friends Eve and Crystal were in the backing vocals with me, and Rodula also was from Cyprus. And we again placed third. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was for the best because after I did some demos when I was at Berkeley in my last year there, and one of those songs was Stifotia in its original form, which was a little bit different than the, than the final uh, version that you saw on the Eurovision stage. So to cut a long story short, a very special song that, as my father said, are you crazy? You're going to send that song for Eurovision? It's going to be last. I decided to send it anyway, and it got into the final. At the time, Michalis Hadjiannis, who represented Cyprus finally in 1998. With Genesis, yeah. Yes. He was very, very, very popular in Cyprus. He was like 16, 17 years old, and he had two songs in the national selection. Everyone was certain that Michalis was going to win and, you know, I was a heavy outsider. But, as it turns out, the jury chose me. One can argue that Michalis' two songs split his votes and Stifotia went to Eurovision. I got a lot of negative press. Oh. Yeah, I got a lot of complaints from the audience, from the Cypriot public, saying that it was not fair, that Michalis should go and this song is the worst song we ever send and it will be last. Etc. 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 So by the time I uh, built my team, a wonderful team, uh, all of them are still my very, very good friends. And we went to Dublin for our first rehearsals. I had nothing to lose. You know, I had nothing but negativity behind me. We had prepared a really cool performance, we thought. And we went on that stage and exploded on that stage in the first rehearsal. And then everything changed. The press was all over us. They really liked our rehearsal because when they saw that performance, we were welcomed back, not as heroes, but with open arms. years old in 95 and uh, I must tell you I have sang this song Sifotia many many times for my schoolmates that didn't oh, understand wow. a thing but my it... best friend in school was from Cyprus no way so, yes she appreciated it <laughs> I also loved Pia Prosevchi Pia Prosevchi Ego na kano ya ta krimata tus Pia Prosevchi And uh, Amen.
it was a good year again. Yeah. From Norway with uh, Nocturne, which is a classic. And then you had the Spain also with uh, Anabel Conde, which was an amazing song, and the songs that you said. It was a good year. It was a yeah. good year. Greece and Cyprus had uh, many times then songs with a kind of ethnic sound and this year every country sent a ethnic <laughs> yes it was the beginning of ethnic sound actually for eurovision 1995 i think do you remember anything special that happened in dublin a lot of things i remember because uh, I, i used to speak spanish and uh anna belconde was like my favorite song in eurovision in 1995 yeah and we were in makeup i don't know what happened but They were having issues with that, with her dress. She didn't want to wear that. They were telling her some really nasty things. She started crying in the middle of her makeup session. And I remember uh, going over and hugging her and talking to her and comforting her and, and building up her confidence because she was and is a beautiful woman. And she had a lot to prove that night. And it showed her anger turned into energy. And I mean, if it wasn't for... Uh, Secret Garden, she would have won. Was this on the rehearsal days or? No, oh, this the... was actually on the on the evening of. Oh. The... Ninety-eight, Michali Sadianis won with uh, Genesis and represents yeah. Cyprus. But you were in the national final this year with Marlene oh, and right. Oh my god, I had completely forgotten about that. That we yeah. remember from uh, the song "Sane Erotas." Uh, yeah. Later. Yeah. Yeah. And you came second. Yes. yes. Can you tell me something about your song? The song was uh, by a wonderful composer called uh, George Kallis, who had written a few Eurovision entries before that. Actually, the one of the Hajiyani songs in 1995 was his song. He uh, came up to me and said, you know, my girlfriend Marlene is a wonderful singer. What do you think of doing a demo maybe of uh, this song and sending it for Eurovision? I said, yeah, sure, why not? So we sent it. It went into the final, and we had our, our little moment there er, in the national final. It was a really pretty song. I wonder, though, if it would have done better than Michalis. I don't know. It was a very, um, how can I say it, like a soundtrack song. Very romantic, ethereal, soundtracky song. But it was Michalis's time, and then the year after that, it was Marlene's time. <laughs>
you told us that uh, your song could be a soundtrack of something, and I must say that Genesis could be a soundtrack for Lion King. Yeah, <laughs> I think that must have been the inspiration <laughs> that didn't quite make the album. <laughs> <laughs> You were back in the Eurovision in 2000. That's right. And in Stockholm in Sweden. I know. And you know what? I went there 16 years later. Yeah. And uh, when Cyprus went on stage with uh, with Minus One, I was so jealous because I remembered the moment that I was on that stage in 2000. I think it was the Euro Eurovision's first time in a very big stadium. It was so different from Dublin. I mean... Dublin was very special because it was my most successful entry and it was uh, everything was like fairy tale perfect but Stockholm had its problems there were issues with uh, with the team and there was um, problems and uh, strife and it, I think it, it mirrored on the stage a little bit but I will never forget those three minutes on stage with 10,000 people underneath waving all these flags and friendliest audience you could ever have is right there in front of you. song ended we went backstage and both me and Christina you know started bawling our ass out and the energy was just too much what I, was the problem me and Christina were not at the same place Christina wanted different things I wanted different things we didn't have a very good um although we're very good friends and we still are to this day and, and, and I know she's not gonna misunderstand this but there was no chemistry in the preparation of the song and I had problems with the backing vocalists It was a complicated story. <laughs> okay, but is this why the duo voice never did any more songs? Yes, that's probably the reason. By the time we had done Eurovision, I think we were done. It's just for professionally, it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fashion one week in May this year to have a kind of dress as a guy. And you were one of them. Isn't that right? Icelandic <laughs> guy had one too. Gorgeous. And, oh my god. And in, can you tell me why? You know, what What can I do to make it stand out? And it was the, the beginning of, let's say, Eurovision Impressionism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you're an artist, you try different things. It wasn't unheard of for men to be wearing skirts so to say it was already the fashion with valentino i think bringing out some pieces for men but it wasn't the inspiration for that it wanted to be a little bit uh special and fairy tale-ish so it kind of i wanted the flowness and the to to blend with the dry ice and, and and the wind and the movement that's why and you know of course it was a fantasy to to wear a dress so you know i did it on stage <laughs> in front of <laughs> 400 million people but hey you know i did it <laughs> <laughs> Bravo! You only got eight points with Nomitsa, uh, yeah. and in my opinion, very underrated song. Thank you so much. We really uh, did our best, and uh, we were very unlucky that year with the votes. You know, we're very proud if we do well, and then we complain that if we didn't do well, you know, they didn't vote for us, and Cyprus has no allies, or this or that, and then they should have given us more votes. And I guess the song didn't click 
with the televoters because it was 100% televote at the time for enough for them to put it in their top 10 because you have to remember for a song to get one point it has to be in the top 10 if you get one point that one point is like it's important it, it means that enough people have called for you and voted for you in a televote uh, and giving you enough numbers so that you're above 15 other countries which is uh, which is not bad at all and and Greece didn't participate this year. So, <laughs> you know, even though let the record books show that in 1995 I did not get 12 points from Greece, I got eight points from Greece. Yeah, yeah. If I had gotten those 12 points from Greece, Stefania would have been number seven and not number nine. It was yeah. that close. Do you remember anything special in Stockholm except all chaos about the Israeli group Ping Pong? Oh. God, yes, what was that? Uh, wow. I was so caught up in, uh, in our own delegation's problems. I just remember that we had beautiful weather and then one day suddenly it snowed. So, you know, welcome yeah. to Stockholm, you will say. I heard that you became friends with the Turkish woman, Pinar. Yes, yes. became really really good friends it was getting close to the time where we couldn't let's say hatred anymore yeah but, you know there's a political situation in cyprus and it's uh it's a situation of turkish occupation in the north well it wasn't a line there is a line there still is a line the border and that border is also psychology as cypriots that we don't cross that line we don't fraternize with uh with the enemy as i'm sure is the case with uh, many other propagandas around the world even since uh 1989 i completely you know i'm an artist i don't care i i made friends with uh timur Salchuk was uh the conductor and uh the banapana singers uh oh, Selçuk. So uh, we were good friends and pen pals, and we uh, we wrote to each other uh, for many years. And when I went in 2000, we really clicked with uh, Pinar and her husband Ehan, and uh, we became very, very good friends. I talked to the redhead guy from Ping Pong some day ago, and he told me about this situation because they were in war and they still are in war with Syria. And they yeah. were very impressed of uh, the Turkish and the Cypriotic delegation that oh, became wow. so good friends. I'm so touched that, oh wow, it's still in people's mind. It was a reflex to actually go to the Turkish delegation and fraternize. It was, it was a need in our DNA as artists and as Cypriots. <laughs> is all together with a piece.
Nine years later, you competed again in Cyprus. That's right. Uh, with the song There is Love. Yes. My mother was diagnosed in 2001 with uh, Alzheimer's. She had a long struggle with it. By 2009, she was in a very bad place. She was hardly walking. Uh, she needed 24-hour care. I started uh, getting involved with the Cyprus Alzheimer's Association. And they requested that I write a song for them so they can uh, market their cause. And I wrote that song for that purpose. And then they suggested, why don't you send it to Eurovision? We will have a lot more attention. I, I really didn't want to. I mean, didn't write it for that. But um, I thought it was worthwhile to um, raise awareness. So I sent the song, not expecting anything. But it did go through. And I did come sixth in the end, I think, in the national final. And uh, sadly, my mother, my mother, she passed away. 2014, after 14 years of uh, struggling with Alzheimer's. So that song is very special. Taking care of your loved one is the only medicine you can give them when there is no cure. Beautiful story, Alex. I think we, we should listen to your song. Looking into my father's eyes in a picture on a wall I see myself and what I want to Into my children's eyes, I see the meaning of it all, and I know that I will have the strength, cause I You have worked as a vocal director for many artists in Eurovision, and uh, you are a member of what the Eurovision hardcore fans call the Dream Team. Goodness gracious, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in this Dream Team, we talk about the Greek composer Dimitris Kontopoulos and the flamboyant artist and composer Philip Kirkorov <laughs> and Ilias Kokotos. And uh, also stage director for Casa Vangelinos. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's a very good team. I worked with Focas also in 2005 when uh, I was vocal director back Elena, in the for Elena, yes. That was an experience, wasn't it? Winning yeah. the Eurovision is just a real, incredible experience. But uh, you were a stage director for Fabrizio Faniello too. Yeah. yeah. I won't give you up, Jesus. <laughs> I've seen Eurovision up and down and sideways and over. <laughs> and to name a, a few more, uh, you have worked with Sergei Lazarev and Anadisi. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Lazarev we did two times yeah, and uh, with very good results. A lot of people don't know what I do in uh, Eurovision these days, what a vocal coach, vocal director really does. I don't know what other vocal directors do but what i do is i try to make sure that we have the correct team meaning the right backing vocalists who i know can deliver and uh not surprisingly 
most of my team is from Sweden. Erik Segerstedt? Yes, Erik was with us last year. Yeah. For Sergey, yes. Uh, Alvaro Estrella, Jenny uh, Jones, Patrick Jean was with Azerbaijan last year. He's uh, one of the composers of Move. But anyway, we digress. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> We are talking about you work with the dream team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Been, um, what now, 11 years that we worked together. Uh, it would have been the 11th year this year, but it didn't happen. So uh, hopefully we'll uh, do something again next year. And this year it would be in uh, Moldova, right? It was Moldova, it was Greece. Then it was Estonia. I never imagined the power. I never imagined the need. I never imagined the loving. Now love is all I dream. How wonderful was the away. They, they all had, they had a hand in all these three countries. I'm also a close collaborator with Borislav Milanov. We worked together for the first time last year for Azerbaijan. We were going to work together this year as well. Let's say I've crossed over to another dream team because Borislav Milanov has given us many incredible songs in the, in the last five years of Eurovision. I give everything that I can yeah. to make sure that the, the song reaches its full potential. And, and that's the most important thing a uh, vocal director can do. Because it's just the singers now on stage. Everything else is recorded. There's no musical director in a sense. Uh, vocal director needs to make sure the vocal arrangement is correct for the song. The singer is singing correctly for the style. It needs to make sure that the correct voices are being broadcast in the correct balance with the correct effects. So a little bit of sound engineering as well. Which one do you think is the Cyprus best song in Eurovision ever? Well, I mean, there's the obvious choice here. Even though it wasn't my cup of tea, especially at the beginning, before I saw it on stage, uh, Fuego has definitely left its mark. Yeah. That's greatness, you know? It means that if something is remembered, it's a great entry. And uh, it really, it, it truly is. I mean, in retrospect, looking at it now, it's... Wow, what a performance. Perfect from beginning to end. Even though Eleni is not a huge voice, you know, or, or anything. It doesn't matter. This is Eurovision. This is uh, the package speaking. And, and it was a perfect example of everything working. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, an, an extraordinary uh, entry for Cyprus. fantastic to speak with you Alex and I wonder who do you think I can talk to in my podcast I think try every dicky she's done Eurovision three times I love every dicky yeah I hope to see you in Eurovision in 2021 I hope so too and uh if we're both there please uh please contact me let's get together I will fantastic take care of yourself and thank you You so much for this opportunity to talk to you Thank you. It was a was a great pleasure. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh.